Welcome to Dreamers to Leaders, Keeping It Real with Melody podcast. Melody is a foreign dreamer who started from being a flight attendant and worked her way up into now a tech fashion trendsetter, thought leader, and seasoned entrepreneur in multiple successful ventures. This podcast is for the awakened dreamer. Industry icons will share their humble beginnings up to the leaders they are today. Let's all learn and be inspired. Together, we can all prosper. Hello and welcome to the Dreamers to Leaders podcast. It's the podcast for the dreamers and more importantly, the doers. I'm your host, Melody. Today we have a special guest, a classic dreamer who turned her dreams, her ideas into reality, following her passion and with much determination. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Letty Cabrera Alvo. Hi, Letty. Hey. How are you? I'm great. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. Um, so let's get started. If you could share with our audience um, more about you and your one-of-a-kind product. So, like you said, my name is Leti Calvo, and uh, about seven years ago, I created a one-of-a-kind product that was completely new to the beauty industry, and it solved a very common problem that we all had when we did our makeup which was how to use one brush, but use multiple colors. How do you quickly remove color from the brush? So out of that frustration and typically using you know, paper towels or your PJ pants, whatever you had in front of you to quickly clean your brush, I uh, created Color Switch, which was a dry way to remove color from your brush by simply rotating it around this magical sponge called Color Switch. And then you could easily switch to another color. And the product has now been, you know, it's kept us in business for now seven years. And it's uh, in major retail stores like Sephora and Morphe. And it's, 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 it's oh, wow. We love, it, we love it. We love it. And we've designed other products since then. But this is our original baby right here, the color switch. You wouldn't believe it, but I still have the product that you gave away in uh in our class. <laughs> was it incubated there? Was it incubated during the startup venture? Yes, yes. So it started uh, at LMU uh, with Professor Choi in his class, and we had to come up with a, a business idea, which either a product or a service. And during the class, that's when I developed Color Switch. Oh, that's so wonderful. Um, so from ideas to actually holding the product, and as you said, uh, it's one of a kind. How was that journey like? Well, in the beginning stages, for example, um, we were were able to make a a prototype really quickly because I kind of had the concept in my mind exactly how it would work. We just had to find different materials to make it look beautiful and make it easy to use. And it, it took just me really going online and outsourcing different materials from different suppliers, making a prototype. And then once the prototype was made, then I could easily go to manufacturers, present it, get quotes, and move into manufacturing, which we did fairly quickly. How long was that journey? And uh, were there a lot of pushbacks? How was that? How was that um, experience like for you? I want to say it, it happened really in three to six months. No it way. Was- really? <laughs> That's awesome. That's remarkable. 
Now it takes longer when we're doing, when we're creating new products because the process is a little different and, and you look at it in different angles. When you start a business mm-hmm. and, um, and you really don't know what you're getting yourself into, you just go for it without any fear, without any evaluation, whether the product's going to sell well or not. You have a dream, you have an idea, so you just go for it. So it was really quickly because I was able to source the different suppliers and manufacturers here in the U.S., so the turnaround time, the, the, the lead time was very quickly. Do you have any background in terms of, um, you know, uh, being in the beauty business, beauty industry? Did that help at all? Yes and no. It helped because it provided the background to even understand why there was a need for the product. But as far as sourcing the, the materials and manufacturers and suppliers, it, it just came from being persistent. I think you, you mentioned, you know, did you get pushback? Yes, I did. I, I got quite a bit of pushback because uh, I only wanted to buy small quantities. I didn't want to produce 5,000 units. So what helped was that I was able to source the, the different products, for example, the sponge, the tin, the box that it came in from different suppliers and kind of negotiate smaller quantities. And that really, it didn't really have to do with my, my, um, experience in beauty, it just kind of had to do with just being persistent. Uh-huh. Uh, did you have to self-fund the whole startup cost or did you have to pitch and uh, seek investors um, for your venture? We didn't seek investors, but we did have a funding campaign with friends and family. And we raised about $3,000 with friends and family. And with, with that amount of money, we were able to start the business. That's remarkable. That is amazing. So friends, families, and uh, they say it's a joke, you know, friends, families, and the fools are the three apps that help, right? <laughs> especially in your case, it's like blind faith uh, that it's going to work out, especially with a product that has never been introduced uh, in the market before. So in terms of marketing, again, it's unique. It's one of a kind, never been introduced. Uh, in the market, nothing like that at all when you started. Uh, how was that journey in introducing your product to, to the market in general? Well, I was, we were very fortunate in the fact that when we launched, it was around 2013, and it was around the same time Instagram um, it became very popular. And if you were a brand that started around that time, and on top of that, you had a very unique product, you were able to go in there, post about the product and, and see immediate results. You know, there were no algorithms, there, there, there was nobody buying ads. It was true organic growth. Um, so we were just at, at the right place at the right time. So did we were social media. Did you have to um, align yourself with influencers and do affiliate marketing? All that. What was the? So we did a line First of all, I didn't even know there was a beauty space or community within Instagram. You know, I had my little Instagram account. You know, friends and family, and somebody told me, you know, there's a huge beauty community in Instagram. And I said, really? They said, why don't you start sending samples to these bloggers? And mind you, a lot of these bloggers that are now multi-millionaires and at the time were just starting, you could send them product. Uh, and they would post for you and would, they wouldn't charge you. 
uh, especially because they knew that you were a new brand and you're you were just looking to partner up with them and grow each other, you know, help each other grow. So I, I you know, I, I connected to the beauty community. I opened a Veramona account on Instagram and I started looking up PO boxes for these uh, influencers. And it just so happened that I sent it to the right one. Oh. With, she's a friend of mine now. Her name's Elite. And she posted a short video of using the color switch. I mean, she, all she did was take a look at how this works. Within minutes, our website was in and down with, with orders. We were receiving emails from wholesalers wanting to purchase the product. So it literally took one person that had a really engaged following mm-hmm. and it launches into that space. As they say, sometimes all you... All you need is that one thing, right? That one thing that could really uh, make a difference with uh, with your company. Did you develop um, a strategy to um, to learn from your target market, or it was just really your own instinct and your own personal struggles and experience? No, absolutely. I mean, I think from from the beginning, since it happened so fast, just to give you an idea of how quickly it all happened. We, you know, we put, we, our website was up uh, December of 2013. In January, I send out samples to these bloggers. And then by mid-January, we, we can't keep up with the, with the amount of requests that are coming in for wholesale and then, you know, retail. And so we never had time to stop and say, let's plan this out. Uh, my husband and I just had to go. We just had to fulfill orders, fulfill orders, fulfill orders, request, answer emails. So we never could really sit back and really study who was buying our, our product. It's actually something that we are doing now in retrospect because we want to continue to grow and, and create more products that are like the color switch. So at the beginning, there was no strategy. We were just go, go, go. Uh-huh. So now... Um at the stage of your business, uh, are you doing anything in terms of um, of building that follower, you know, having that campaign or strategy to make sure that you keep having those loyal followers? Yes, definitely. I think we we do a, a pretty pretty awesome job on our Instagram. Uh, we have a, a program where we send out PR packages to micro influencers. Who can create content for us so it's a win-win they get you know free product they can try out and in exchange they create a, a beautiful tutorial for us we repost that you know now we have their followers engaged our current followers engaged but we we are now drilling down even more on how to engage our customers even more how what do they really want to see from us so it is something that we're looking into even more now but it is something that we've always, you know, known that is, I mean, it's extremely important. They're the people that keep us going. Right, right, right. So with your journey, what would you consider to be uh, your proudest moment as an entrepreneur? I think, uh, you know, hands down, I think when I, when I first, when we first started and that day that I'm telling you where that the blogger posted and uh, all of a sudden, we went from having 70 followers on our Instagram account to having 5,000 in one day. Uh, what? Yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was insane. In one day. Oh, it went viral. So that would be, I would fit that in that the definition of uh, viral. 
it was definitely viral. And and what made me it, it like brought me to tears was to read people's comments and and people say would say, where was this all my life? I, I've needed this all my life. What is this? What is it? What kind of magic is this? Like, I should have thought of this idea. It's so simple, but it solves a problem. So just reading all those comments, like even now just makes me tear up to think that I resonated with so many people, you know? That is, I think for me was my proudest moment, for sure. I mean, we've had others that are amazing. I mean, getting into big retailers, of course, was has been amazing, like Sephora and Morphe. So that as well. Huge. But just that initial uh, validation was awesome. Uh-huh. So in terms of like um, advice that you received, you know, growing up, um, leading up to where you are today, uh, is there a particular advice or advices that you receive that you feel really has resonated and has helped you? There's definitely been, you know, things that I've picked up on the way from, you know, friends and family. I mean, just growing up, my parents just very supportive, always. I just never in my mind didn't think that I could succeed in anything that I did. I was just, my parents were so positive in that sense. Just uh, my father specifically just could always tell me, as long as you work hard, as long as you go to school, you can accomplish anything. Um, so that always was, was, you know, something that pushed me forward. Um, and then when I started my business, a friend said, make sure that every day you do something towards accomplishing your goal of creating this business. Don't overwhelm yourself with trying to do everything one day, as long as you can check off one thing off the list every day. So that was really important. And then um, I clearly remember Professor Choi saying, um, if you're going to, re- you know, launch a new idea, launch it. Never, never fear somebody stealing your idea and that fear holding you back. So that always kind of stayed with me, uh, especially because a lot of people that want to start a new business, they kind of, I think, hide behind trying to make everything perfect before they launch it. And, and that, that fear, I think, just holds you back. And it's not really that you want to make it perfect. It's just you're, you're scared to take that leap. So... True, true. And um, as they say, we have to strive for progress, you know, not perfection. And, that's, and sometimes it's even the enemy of progress if you're like seeking uh, that, that proverbial uh, perfection, right? You put it in perfect words. Yes, definitely. In terms of like, um, like advice to your 18-year-old self, you know, going through what you went through, knowing what you know now, what would you say to your younger self? I think for sure, I would tell myself, regardless of how amazing of an opportunity you have, know that there will be struggles. Because I think for us, the way we started our business is completely opposite of how other people start. Other people start a business and it slowly grows and you invest a lot of money and then finally, you know, boom, you're, you know, it's a hit. And with us, it was completely opposite. It started as, as a hit. It started as something amazing. And if I would have told myself, hey, you know what, there's still going to be struggles ahead. I could have prepared for that because then when there were struggles, it was, it was, it was harder felt, if that makes sense. So 
I would probably just tell myself that even though you're, you, you might have an amazing opportunity, um, you know, coming your way, know that it's, it's not always going to be perfect and you have to continue to work at it. I agree. I so agree. Uh, you mentioned about um, support, you know, from your family and growing up, knowing that you can do anything. I think that's a good message uh, for all our, our followers out there that, you know, regardless of your race, regardless of your gender, regardless of age or what have you, as long as you have, you know, a lot of passion, dedication and determination, that anything is, is possible. I mean, just hearing your story that pretty much embodies kind of, you know, that type of journey. I agree. I mean, 100%. I think the foundation that you're given at home by your parents is obviously what really sets you up to succeed in most cases, not saying in all, but specifically in my case, I, I think I had the optimal setup at, and, and support system at home to help me get to where I am. Um, so they, I think my parents made me blind to any discrimination because I'm Latina, because I'm a woman. I, they completely kind of put sunshades in my eyes and blocked all of that. So they never, they never made that a point. So I never, I never thought of it. You know, when I worked in the corporate world, um, I never felt like I couldn't apply for a certain position because I'm a woman or because I'm Latina. I never, I don't know, I never felt that way. And I think because I didn't have those preconceptions, it kind of removed the fear. Not to say that that doesn't exist, not to say that I may have been discriminated and never even noticed because I wasn't looking for it. Um, maybe I just turned a blind eye to it and said, I'm still going to go for it anyway. Um, but I think, I don't know, I don't know if you want to call it naive or just optimistic or a little bit of both, but I'm glad that I did not grow up thinking that, that I couldn't do it because of a, a characteristic of mine, if that makes sense. So um, being a female entrepreneur, I think I think we get it a lot where people would ask and say, "Hey, um, what is it that you do, or how do you um, how do you prioritize? You know, any any time management hacks that you could share with our with our audience, especially the women out there who's trying to venture into um, you know a business or two. It's it's not easy. I, I mean, there's, there's no way around when you have a business, you are glued to, you know, if you, if it's important to you, you know, you're glued to your phone, you're glued to your computer, you, you, especially depending on how you are, like, for example, my husband and I, you know, both run the company, but we have different styles, you know, I want to put out a fire immediately. I, I, I don't even want to plan for it. I want to just do it. And he has more of a laid back. Let me look into this. Let me let me read the details, you know? So we're a good combination in that sense, which I think is a good balance. So as far as time management, I kind of look to him and he looks at me like, it's enough. We've done enough today. You've done enough today. You know, you know we're home. Let's, let's be a family now. So it's hard to time manage because you want to do something all the time. You feel like if you're not doing something, then your time is not being used effectively. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, so, so for being a mom, a mom, being a wife, 
Um, having kids, how many kids now? Two, two, a 12 year old and a four year old. So having kids, starting a business, um, and making sure that it runs well. How many team members uh, or staff do you, do you have now? It's just my husband and I, and when COVID hit, we had to lay off a couple of employees and uh, we're still not fully back staffed, but we're hoping that by the beginning of next year we are, but we outsource a lot of what we do. So we don't have the need of having a big staff. Luckily, it, it it's just my husband and I now, and hopefully we can go back to, to normal at the beginning of the year. Uh, so speaking of uh, COVID, <laughs> anything in terms of... Um, maybe tips that you could share to help uh, small business owners, any business owner, entrepreneurs out there to cope and uh, survive this uh, pandemic? Well, for, for us, you know, we got hit very hard because a, a large portion of our business is wholesale. And when retailers shut down, there was no business for us, you know? So I think being able to quickly pivot and Think about how could we, you know, increase our sales on our website. And that's what, you know, direct to consumer, we did that and that helped. And then um, now that we had all this free time on our hands, we I could develop more products. So in the last few months, I've developed or have concepts for at least another six or seven products, which last year I was only able to develop two. So, so instead of of, of sitting there and, and being upset or, or thinking this is over, you know, quickly pivoting and trying to figure out how are we going to, you know, save the business? What do we need to do? And, and, and we did it luckily. And, and so far, so good. So for, uh, for being our beauty uh, guru, <laughs> um, what would be your, um, your tips for the women on the go? some uh, makeup tips or some beauty hacks that you could share with our audience? So spe specifically now, you know, that we don't necessarily um, wear makeup every day or we don't go out very much, uh, or if we do wear makeup, uh, it's very like light coverage. Um, for me, for example, I developed a new product, sorry for all that noise. Um, now we can't touch our hands, right? I touch our face, we, you know, we're instructed that that's probably not a good idea. Um, so I developed a product where when you need to touch up your makeup, uh, specifically around the eyes, because if we're out and about and we're wearing our little mask, you know, our eyes are what's exposed. <laughs> I created a tool called the Blotsy, and it's like a quick way to just blot away any excess makeup and fix all those little lines or creases that are that happen when makeup settles. Uh -huh. So I carry this in my car. I carry it in my purse. And every time I park and I'm about to get off, to go somewhere, see someone, you know, I grab my Blotsy and I immediately, you know, blot away any excess oils. So having a little tool like that, that helps you kind of refresh your makeup mm -hmm. is, is something that, you know, I, and if I don't want to wear a lot of, of makeup, uh, I, I typically will put on like a, a nice, uh, moisturizer and I'll, and I, I like to have like that little JLo glow. I mean, who doesn't want to have the JLo glow? And just put a little bit of um, bronzer. A, a, a bronzer. You can use a bronzer. You can use like a highlighter that's very close to your skin tone. So I'll use like a golden highlighter, and I'll kind of just dab my face and a little bit of lip gloss, and 
I feel like I look decent. There so. You <laughs> so there's three things. So you have a small purse, right? Or you have a small mini bag and, um, you know, and you want to put as much essentials there. What would be your three major things that you want to make sure that you don't leave home without? Definitely something that has color for my, for my face, whether it's a, a, a nice eyeshadow palette that has like a couple colors that I can use for my eyes and for my cheeks. So like a small little, you know, four or five color eyeshadow palette. Um, I'll definitely have my color switch so I can switch my, my colors quickly. And now I'm like so addicted to the Blotzy that I have to have that in there with me because as you get older, makeup sense tends to, to settle a lot in those little fine lines. So just having this to fix it, amazing. It's called the Blotzy? Yeah. Blotzy, how'd you come about with that? That's a, that's a cute uh, catchy name. <laughs> Thank you. It was it was that that I, I found myself always doing this number, you know, like fixing my makeup like this because, it you know, it would settle in, in the creases, whether you're younger or you're older. We all have creases in our face around our eyes. And just when the makeup settles and you want to fix it, but you don't want to take it off. So it helps uh, even even out the uh, the texture of your face, which I think is it's important. <laughs> now, um, campaigns, anything that you're, you're doing, as you said, during the, uh, you know, the pandemic, you've used that wisely to develop uh, more products. Anything out there that um, your followers need to uh, watch out for? Well, definitely the Blotzy is launching in, in, the, in the next few months. So that is one of our new products. Um, pretty soon on our website, you'll be able to buy lashes and eyelash curlers. So just like essential things that, that we like to buy on a regular basis, that is something that we're adding to our website very soon. And I'm also developing a, a hair tool that is for curly or um, wavy, <clears throat> excuse me, wavy hair. I'm developing a, a tool for wavy or curly hair, and it's a way to dry your hair without any heat um, and just have extra bounce to your curls. So that's that's upcoming, probably 2021. That is super nice. So how do you do that? If you could just uh, give us a little bit of a, a sneak peek on, on that technology. If there's no heat, is it just cold air or just air? No, it's it's more of a towel but it's gonna have a very special feature in it that really does not exist in, the, in, in, in any uh, beauty space or, or hair uh, or in the hair industry. So it, it's definitely different. Uh, all, the, all my retail partners are very excited about the tools as I am. And just figuring out how to make this new tool is, is, has, been, uh, has been definitely difficult because it doesn't exist. So that's the struggle that you deal with when you're, when you're trying to stay innovative or be innovative is trying to find those factories that are willing to take that risk and make something that hasn't been made before. So right. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I, I remember, I remember, I think in one of our conversations, you, you mentioned something about um, going through different jobs and, um, and career paths, so on and so forth. And you're just, very happy to to land into something that uh, you truly love. Um, so so going to to that passion, 
uh, how did you, how did you come about knowing that this is it for you? What was that journey like to, to find out really what clicks with you? Well, for, for me, I think stepping out of my comfort zone, which was going back to school, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't go into the, the LMU program thinking I want to become a product developer or nothing like that. I just, what I knew is that I did not love what I did. And I wanted to go back to school to try to help me figure out, to find that passion. You know, now that I look back at all my life and what would keep me up at night, which what it was developing products. I mean, I would go to sleep thinking, God, if this company would just buy this idea from me, I would become a multimillionaire. And, and I did, I, I pitched ideas to different store, to different companies, um, like sent them letters and sent them, not knowing that I was giving away free information for products. You know, they, they weren't going to contact me. They were just going to develop the product, but that's what kept me up at night. And I didn't know that that could be a career. I didn't know that that, that you could hone into that and make it your own. I just thought I have this great idea, have somebody else make it, but it doesn't work like that. If you have a great idea, no one else is going to truly, you know, develop and build that idea like you are, because only you are in your brain. Only you know the details and intricacies of that idea. So that's another good tip for anyone trying to develop a product and, and being scared of somebody stealing your idea. People are not inside your head. They, they, they can't truly have the same kind of passion you do. So never let that, you know, hold you back. I just can't remember the, um, the Japanese term, but uh, there is that term. And maybe I'll post it somewhere here in this episode. I just can't remember it. But it's basically saying that uh, the path to happiness is finding your purpose, right? And uh, in order to find that purpose, um, you have to um, look for what what you're drawn to. So in your case, you know, it's that it's that beauty product. It's kind of coming up with a solution to that to that hassle and convenience that you are experiencing. So what are you drawn to, and what are you absorbed with? You know, and those would be clues in order to find out kind of what clicks with you and what uh, what your passion is and just follow that right and I think it was um, I think it was Oprah that said uh, passion is energy feeling the power of what excites you you know is something that would really propel uh, someone from from here to there right to level up <laughs> so um, any any final words for for our dreamers out there who have uh, a passion uh, for something and uh, maybe just need a nugget or two to inspire them? I would definitely say if, if there's something that keeps you up at night, if there's something that you're constantly thinking about, that is the universe telling you that that is what you are meant to do here. That is, that is your purpose and don't let anyone or anything, you know, stop you because the last thing you want is to be 95 and think back, what if I would have done that? I, I never, I want to get to 95 and think, I tried it, it failed, it sucked because it failed, but you know what? 
I'm not going to be left with the what if I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do everything that I can so that when I get to that age, I know that, you know what, I did it all. 50% worked, the other 50 didn't, but, but I'm happy, you know? Yes. Uh, so basically it's solving that mystery regardless, right? Versus having that what if, which sucks. <laughs> Which would suck, right? Anyway, um, I still thank you uh, for your time and uh, wishing you continued success, Lenny. So proud of you. I'm proud of you. Thank you for inviting me. And to all the dreamers, keep dreaming. We need dreamers in this world to keep to keep us happy, to keep us alive, and to keep us going. And thank you for doing this. It, it really means a lot. So for all the dreamers out there, keep believing. You got this. And for all those who haven't registered, don't forget to vote. Thank you.